Hello everybody, welcome to What I Learned From. Today I'm gonna to be talking about what I learned from microdosing magic mushrooms. And my name is Forrest Stevens and for the past three weeks I've been microdosing mushrooms on a schedule of one day on, one day off. There are a lot of different schedules that you can do, but the idea of it is that you build a tolerance for psilocybin in your system and so you want to be able to reset that tolerance. There is uh, five days on, two days off. There's one day on, two days off. Um, I've found that I've been finding a lot of success with one day on, one day off. And I also, with my microdose, I do different varying amounts. Um, this obviously is not advice for anybody, but what I have been doing has been uh, 0.25 grams to 0.5 grams, so half a gram to a quarter of a gram. And I've been fluctuating and sort of going with my intuition. And so this experiment of microdosing has been less scientific than other ones out there, but I'm gonna share my experience nonetheless. So what I found was one of the biggest changes that um, kind of happened, I guess, is that I started realizing that it's this subtlety that happens with microdosing. And, you know, when you do a big dose of magic mushrooms, you have kind of a very peculiar uh, experience where you might see visions, you might, um, you might have, uh, like what I've had in the past has been lots of rainbow colors and sort of seeing light as uh, the full spectrum of color as opposed to just light. Um, I've also gotten extremely emotional and uh, on higher doses. And so the difference, I guess, is um, the subtlety with the microdose. So a microdose is supposed to be uh, not producing an altered state and essentially just be sort of an underlying thing that's almost like a little supplement. It's almost like a vitamin or something like that. And you are able to just perform a little bit better in your life or feel a little bit better. And it's just this underlying thing that's happening that is sub-perceptual. Now, what I find with this, and I really wasn't expecting to have as much like positive results as I've actually had, but because it's so subtle, it integrates really well in your normal, everyday waking life. And so what that means is, there's these tiny little changes that you end up doing um, as opposed to having a, a big experience thinking that you've learned something or that you have to live a certain way and changing your life in a drastic way to, to follow that. Um, I have felt like I've gained a lot of wisdom from uh, bigger doses and, and then I come back and I say, okay, but how does this actually relate to my life? Or is this actually true or is this something that was true in the moment of that that heightened experience and so this doesn't do that it, it gives you the truth of your um i said waking life but maybe it's better put as your sort of sleepwalking life so it breaks you out of that sleepwalking that we all do that autopilot that we go on and it sort of just gives you that little uh, just happening in your head, you know? Um, they've done studies that show that, that psilocybin creates 
um, new neural pathways in your brain. So if we visualize that or if we have that as a physical example, we can talk about what that actually means in your day-to-day -day life or in, in your behavior. And what I've found is that it, it makes sense that it's creating a new neural pathway because what I am given is an option in my behavior to, to look at it a different way, to feel a different way, to think a different way, to behave a different way. Um, and it's, it's possibly just something that is slightly new to me or slightly different than what I would normally do. And those tiny, tiny things create, you know, like a pebble in the water creates big ripples for, and, and the ripples get bigger and bigger as it, as it continues on. And it's kind of like that. It's like the small little things end up making bigger change than we could ever imagine. So, um, there's a, a place for macrodose and there's a place for microdose. And obviously right now I'm just trying to tell you a little bit about what I'm learning from microdose specifically. So I'm not discounting macrodose or anything like that, but I have found that the microdose is very helpful in its subtle way. And, and that has been huge for me. So one of the things that I learned, I've always sort of had this concept, uh, maybe it's a bit of a dualistic concept, or it can be summed up with um, that, that story of, uh, you know, the idea that there's two wolves inside of us or two parts, or maybe uh, an analytical and an animal self, um, a yin and a yang, uh, a higher, a lower, you know, there's these different ideas throughout different philosophies of, of a dualistic way to look at life. And what I have found is that I have uh, what I recognize and what I interpret as two different major parts in me. And one of them is sort of um, a higher self that's, that's a little bit more analytical and is sort of looking at my life as something to fix or, or control. Or, you know, it could also be maybe, um, maybe that side could also be like, your ego, right? And then I have a deeper self that operates a lot of my life when I am being unaware. And I kind of relate that to being maybe a bit of a lower self or my ancestral self, the part that's sort of baked into my DNA, an animal self. Um, it's the the self that that craves. And, and so these two parts, they sort of work together. And there's lots of times where in my past where my upper self um, would blame my lower self for the position that I'm in or the situation that I'm in. And I would say I would use my brain and, and form anxiety based on my past behavior and blame myself for where I am or say if I had done this differently, where would I be now? Or if I had not done this or done this, right? And so that there was a there's a lot of inner conflict with these two parts where they sort of it felt like i was attacking myself on the inside and what i found and i don't really have any good explanation of why uh, besides possibly the idea of the new neurotransmitter or neuropathway um, i found that since i started microdosing that I am on the same team as myself, that there's this part that used to say, oh, what are you doing? Oh, like, why did you do that? Now it says, 
oh, that's okay. You did your best and I'm proud of you. And so it's like, it's really crazy. It was such a shift. It was a shift from a negative perception of life to a positive perception of life. So that happened as well. It was instead of that part of me saying, um, you should have done better. It's saying you tried your best. And those two things are very different, but they don't like, you can't really blame yourself, you know, like saying, oh, I should have done better. It doesn't really make sense because you're talking about the past. You're talking about something that doesn't exist anymore. It, it has consequences now, but those consequences have to be dealt with in a better way. And it's not really by, in my, in my mind or, or for me, it's not about saying, oh, um, you should have done better. It's that it's okay. You did your best. Now let's do better and let's live that life, um, that you, that you would have, or that you should have in the past. Right. And, and so that's been the hugest shift for me. And it's, it's caused, like I said, that like, that's a subtle thing. It's, it's very subtle to start thinking positively instead of negatively. It's, you can think, okay, I've, I've done it in this situation or this situation, but to just say, oh, I'm thinking more positive than negative is such a general vague and subtle thing, um, that has outstanding effects. And so that's, what's been happening to me is I've been now living in those outstanding effects and I'm seeing myself, um, I'm seeing the ripple and the ripple to that, the ripple of these, these subtle changes of, of being more positive instead of negative is increased happiness. Uh, I'm way less prone in the past weeks to depression or anxiety. I have been having a huge amount of social interactions that before would have caused me severe social anxiety and where I'm able to deal with them and where I'm able to actually thrive in them where I never have in the past. I've always just gotten through it and then looked back and blamed and shamed. And so that shift in feeling has shifted so many different behavioral changes and so many different thought processes. Um, I really give a lot of credit to it, but I also give a lot of credit to um, the, the intense Kundalini practice that I'm doing and the, the timed and specific usage of cannabis as well. And I actually talk about that in another, what I learned from, I talk about, uh, specifically what I've learned from weed, what I've learned from Kundalini and what I've learned from them combined. So if you like this video, that other one will be popping up now. And I appreciate you guys listening. I hope you learned something. And of course, this is just my personal story. This isn't advice. This isn't encouragement even. This is just the truth of what I'm feeling and what I've experienced. And the truth will set us free. So thanks for listening. And we'll see you on the next one. On this show, you know, I've talked a lot about money. Um, investing is an interest of mine. Money is really important as a store of energy of uh, of ourselves. And basically, we can use it to create in this world. We can make all these different things happen just because of the money that we either use. And the more you accumulate of it, the more you can create. And it's just, uh, it's a fascinating subject. And it's a lot easier sometimes to actually save money than it is to make money. So today's sponsor is Mint Mobile. And if you're in the States and 
you have a cell phone, you can probably save a lot of money by switching to Mint. I mean, Mint has these plans. It's like 15 bucks a month, unlimited calling, unlimited texting, five gigabytes of data. They have 4G, 5G plans. And for 30 bucks, you can get unlimited data included with that plan. And so it's like 30 bucks unlimited data. And the internet is so powerful. We need to get on there. We need to learn. I mean, you're probably, you're using the internet right now to listen to this, to download this. Um, it's important to have, and you might be able to save a ton of money by switching to Mint. So check out the link in the description for Mint Mobile. And we get a kickback here, we get a small commission. So it really, really supports the show. It's super, super important to um, feel like I can actually do this and make a little bit of cash, um, th this podcast. So it's going a long way and it's really important for you to save money as well. So if you are spending too much on your mobile, go at least check it out, see if the coverage is good for you, if the service is good for you. And basically it's a smart business as well. What they've done with Mint Mobile is they've, um, they've basically done what more and more companies are doing to save money and to pass it on to consumers, which is not have a retail store. There's a lot of empty shopping malls out there in the world now because there's no need for companies like Mint Mobile to have a cell phone kiosk in the mall or whatever storefront. And so they can pass those savings from not having to, um, you know, rent and lease that space, not having to employ those people working there. They can employ people in a more concentrated fashion so they can have less employees and serve more people basically and they do it all online all through the internet and the customer service is supposedly pretty good still um, that's the other thing too is you don't want to like lose things by switching to mint mobile so i would i would just recommend checking them out see if it's a fit for you um, basically when i ever have a problem on my cell phone i'm calling them anyway i'm not going into a store uh, that's just you know you're just looking to get upcharged basically by going into a store anyway so um check it out links in this description like i said